Good morning and welcome to Guidance Unscripted. This morning uh, I've got Elliot Doan, Michelle Wilson, and I'm Dave Thompson. And then our guest today is Deshaun Going. So we'll have Deshaun give us a little introduction about himself and uh, then we'll get moving on. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me here. A um, little introduction. Um, it's my second year at Avon. It's been an awesome experience. Um, my family originally from Memphis, Tennessee, um, one of the most segregated cities in the country than the last one. Um, both of my parents witnessed racism as youth and lived less than five miles from where MLK was shot at the Lorraine Hotel. My parents moved, in, moved me to Lafayette where I was born and raised to have a, a better lifestyle. Um, I, I definitely would say knowing that past helps me protect my rights and, and my family. Excellent. Cool. Thank you. So today's topic that we're going to be talking about is embracing diversity. And so Deshaun kind of gave a a good introduction as to, you know, just some issues that certainly, um, you know, are relevant within today's society for sure. Um, And so we thought that, you know, starting with the definitions of diversity and inclusion might be a good way to kind of kick off the podcast. And so diversity is any factor such as race, age, sexuality, class, education, or disability that differentiates groups from one another. Um, And then inclusion is bringing together diverse people to create an environment where diversity can thrive. And so a lot of people use diversity and inclusion um, together, and so it's important to know that those are different, but they definitely, you know, when they're used appropriately, work together to be able to create a good work environment. So I think with that being said, um, we're just kind of going to go around like we normally do. Um, Deshaun, when we think about peers and colleagues, you know, why is it important to think about things that bring us together as opposed to things that, you know, separate us? Well, um, I shared in the beginning of the podcast um, where my parents came from and and the background that we came from. So growing up, I I felt a lot of times that I was kind of left out of the conversation. um, And and because of the way I was raised, I forcefully put myself in in the situation. But a lot of times, there was a lot of pushback on that. So um, as I graduated from Purdue, I had a first encounter of a non-inclusive, non-diverse um, job. Uh, you know, it was the job that anybody would possibly like. It was a consultant job. I um, really liked that job. However, um, shortly after, my supervisor would always ask me if I could purchase cocaine for him, and I didn't know why that was. And so he would say, well, you listen to Bob Marley, don't you? And so um, I didn't understand how that connected. I listened to Bob Marley because it reminded me of kind of just relaxation. And, and um, so anyway, um, I told the Human Resource Department, and shortly after, they terminated me. And the reason why is that he was very important to um, their clients and that I was there just a short time. And bitter, bitter taste in my mouth because, I mean, that was my first job out, out of um, college, first time away from family. I had just bought a car, and I was just leasing my apartment, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And so um, it kind of pushed me back into what I really loved. My, my undergrad was in sociology and psychology, and I started working with people and helping people, which then brought me back to my path of being a school counselor. So. Excellent. Thank you for that. And I think it's important, you know, when we're thinking about things that 
bring us together, you know, even though there are some differences, and I know you kind of spoke on that, that you and your boss certainly had those differences, whether that's in values or morals, you know, focusing on the things that we can do to create an environment, you know, where our students can thrive and where they feel supported, right? And so I think, you know, even though we all have our own differences, whether that's, you know, where we came from or how we were brought up or morals or values, how important it is that we all kind of have that focus of our students and focusing on not what makes us different, but how we can use those differences to ultimately create a school environment and an educational environment that, you know, brings us together and helps us appreciate one another and right. our differences. And, and that goes along with exactly our mantra of we are Avon, we are one. We have so many students with different backgrounds and different bricks in their backpack and just different cultural experiences and expectations that they've had. And when we say we are Avon, we are one, we say that because we bring all of those things together and try to promote our Avon culture, which is the diversity of all of our students then being included together. And there's going to be differences where students butt heads or they have a different way of approaching things and a different way that they were raised to you know, have different values and morals. But ultimately, our goal is to get individuals, whether it's students or staff, working together to produce greater outcomes. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that I get asked a lot of times away from here, um, because I have, uh, you know, I'm a licensed minister as well as doing this, is how can you do that and listen to some of the stuff that you listen to and be okay with it? And I always go back to, you know, my normal is not, I can't push my normal on everybody else. You know, just because I don't agree with something doesn't mean that it can't be okay for someone else or it can't be their normal. So, it, you know, you have to, even though you have your own morals and values, you can't allow those to be what you teach kids, what you push on other people. It's got to be, you got to allow them to be themselves and figure those kind of things out on their own instead of we can't be pushy about it. Exactly. Meeting students and, you know, other faculty yeah. members where they're at yep. is important. And I like that you said, you know, not pushing our beliefs or our values or, you know, your background on other people. I think, you know, sometimes that can be helpful if it's, you know, related to a situation that maybe a kid's struggling with mm -hmm. or maybe someone else is struggling with. But, you know, ultimately pushing those on other people sometimes is a, it's a huge turnoff most yeah. times, yep. you know, and it, it ultimately creates a reverse reaction, mm -hmm. um, at least from what I've experienced personally and, you know, just learning as a counselor too. So, um, so Deshaun, February is Black History Month. Um, and so we did have a question. Um, why is it important um, to celebrate Black History Month? And then why is it important not only to celebrate Black History Month all year long, but also to celebrate differences all year long, because it shouldn't be just consolidated to one month, of course. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> interesting. Um, in our history, we don't really talk a lot about black history, um, uh, the painful parts of it. And so the, the, in the beginning of the podcast, when I talk about how I was raised, um, knowing my past from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so here's a, this is an example. Uh, my parents both went to high school. And However, a lot of people do not know because of segregated laws, black schools sometimes were only given a sixth grade curriculum as seniors. Meanwhile, um, the, the white schools received at grade level curriculum. So there wasn't an even playing field there. And so um, sometimes because we're just teachers or educators in a system, 
we just do what we think we come to work to do every day. Meanwhile, there's some injustices that go on. And so um, black history, um, always, since I was a kid, um, a lot of times we had school on that day. However, I never went to school on that day because my parents took that time to really educate me on um, on, on the past. On, so another example um, that I think is helpful on the podcast is that um, both my grandparents, my parents' grandparents were slaves. So that wasn't that long ago. Um, a lot of people don't realize that I don't really have my last name because when you were a slave, you took on the slave um, the slave name or the owner of the slave plantation. So both my parents also worked those fields, not as slaves, but as what we call sometimes um, a work permit. So they were 13 and 14 year old working on that same field. So I really feel blessed that my parents um, had the notion to move from that, from that type of mindset. And so um, when I think of black history, I think of those people who paved the way for me so my grandparents didn't get to be who they wanted to be who knew you know maybe they wanted to be scientists or doctors or even teachers but they didn't have that right or they didn't have that ability at that time and so um that it is a very i mean coming to talk to you guys about this is is very tough because i live with it every single day however i've been a part of many different um events and and programs that really um, try to find out more about black history and I liked how you coined it when you um, talked about not just celebrating celebrating black history during the month but the whole year because all of our our students who celebrate black history are celebrating it every day mm -hmm. and it and, and black history is American history I mean we're all Americans and so um, just like to see that um, that kind of fill throughout the whole year. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Deshaun, as you're talking about that history, it got me wondering because I know you're pretty heavily involved in the cultural leadership team. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what the cultural leadership team is doing and how that can have a positive impact on diversity at Avon? Yeah, I mean, we have some difficult conversations. We, um, like Dave said, there's people that have different points of view about how you celebrate celebrate culture. So uh, I, I really appreciate that student, uh, that teachers um, come in and they really dive into difficult conversations. Um, and so right now we're trying to get a movie, uh, get out, get teachers out and watch a movie together and then discuss it afterwards. Some difficult movies like Mercy that's out right now. Um, we try to um, have just different events um, that doesn't have to do so much with a nationality or, or uh, ethnic background, but that we, something we all do as a value, for instance, chili. All of us eat chili, <laughs> and so we just had a chili cook-off. That went really well. A lot of people had a lot of fun with that, and it just brought everyone together um, to, for, for a good time. So just really trying to have a culture here where we get to know people, um, not just because they're um, your next door uh, colleague but that we all spend so much time here at school we spend more time at school than we do with our own family so this is in the way of our extended family so just really trying to figure out how we can learn more about each other so that we can be um, the role models that that we 
that we set out to be as teachers for our students so that we are making our students whole whole people sure so it's like a ripple effect where maybe it starts with teachers and then also that you know disperses to students in terms of like you know getting together regardless of where you're at in life or where you came from and then being able to you know talk about some of those hard pieces of history or have those difficult conversations so then you are prepared to have those in the classroom if they come up mm-hmm. or you know if a student's struggling with that being able to have some of that knowledge and background for sure and I think you know with that ripple effect you know hopefully even though it's slow it is bringing a positive impact for sure um, and it's not just related to to race, it's related to sexuality, it's related to age, to class, you know, all that stuff. And I think that that's ultimately the goal of the cultural leadership team mm-hmm. is just, you know, to, to bring different groups of people together and realize that, you know, we're really not all that different in the end. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So. Yeah, definitely. So recently, what was this, like maybe a month ago? Has it been that long ago that we did the uh, personality, the colors, uh thing in our when we got together with administrators and I know yeah brain Mm -hmm. color activity and uh just going through that seeing some of the things that were you know where we're at on that helped me shape some of the realize some of the things that um that I may see in a different way than other people and I've I mean when I went through my grad stuff we had to do those kind of things when I did my Uh, bachelor's work I did one of those things I think it just depends on where you're at in life and what's going on so something yeah it's kind of like I've talked to people or your kids they hear the same message from you but they hear it from somebody else and automatically it hits them and they they do something so it just depends on where we're at but can you talk a little bit about how um, differences or different perspectives at school can produce a greater outcome than everyone thinking the same yeah, I think it's good to know each coworker's personality differences. I thought that was unique how we did that. I, I, I think we should do that in in most of our jobs so that we can <laughs> um, work together. Um, however, I also think that things like implicit bias training um, can really dig deeper into not just our personality, um, being inclusive is far beyond a person's personality trait. So learning about each other's background can help us grow and making sure everyone is included. Um, we spend most of our day at work, like I said earlier, so it's almost like we're really an extended family. So at the end of the day, we all have the same needs to be liked, to be loved, to be cared for. Uh, in the past, we've had laws that were not meant for people to have equal access, and even without the segregation laws, the effect still lingers today. So the question remains to me is, as educators, how do we practice the diversity and inclusion, the brain game, in our own lives and workspace so that, again, our main goal is for our students to see what we do and to be um, the next generation of leaders. And so um, I hope I didn't get too far off (laughs) there. But this is a tough conversation. There's not enough um, time there's not enough time to, sh- to really discuss these types of situation. And so I wanted to be a little prepared, so I don't want to sound too scripted. But um, at the end of the day, Avon has really um, put me in a space that um, I can make a difference for other people. Um, when I was 18, I received in Lafayette um, 
a uh, outstanding community service award from the mayor and it just really I felt like I didn't know I was going to get that but like I got it and I felt like anything I do in life I need to be able to share that experience and to um, be some type of beacon of hope wherever I go um, yeah so good good and and I think just coming at it from because we're all counselors looking at it from a counselor perspective one of the things i talk about a lot of times with my students who are in distress is you know they might say oh, i'm just going to handle this on my own or i'm just going to talk to a close friend about it and when you do that you often lose a different perspective than you would have by talking to someone that's different than you mm-hmm. whether it's an adult or you know a family member or a friend or a, a professional like a counselor or a therapist mm-hmm. um, if we are always thinking in the same mindset and the same train of thought, sometimes we can't take that step back and see the bigger picture or see it from a different perspective. And we lose kind of that ability to grow from that moment and to see that there can be a positive taken away from the situation, or there is another way to think about a situation that can produce a greater good because we're constantly thinking the same way. And Dave, kind of like you talked about with that brain mapping activity, I know that as a result of that, I'm very detail-oriented. I'm very regimented. I'm yeah. not, very I'm not, rigid. Yeah, I'm not a social butterfly by any means, but I know that it's important for me to pair with some of those people that have different strengths for us to be a better team. And right. I think the yep. same can be for our students, whether they're in distress or they're trying to um, you know, work on different teams or activities for a resume or an application to college. It's important to have that diversity and understand how to work with individuals who have different backgrounds to be a stronger overall unit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can't count on my hands and feet how many kids come in and say, you know, I, I just can't work with this person or I've been put in a group and I can't do this because this person won't do this or won't do that. And, you know, it's like, so parents know we encourage those kids to keep in those things because they, we know that it, as they get challenged, they're going to learn, they're going to grow, it's going to stretch their mind. Um, and you get in the workforce and you don't necessarily get to p- pick who you work with, That's who correct. you work for. So you got to figure out how to do that and do it effectively. And You certainly don't get to choose your professor, too. You might have to take <laughs> no. one class to graduate with your degree and yes. there's only one guy that teaches it. And yeah. You just have to deal with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's just a lot of, we've got, you know, instead of we tend to, as parents, want to, help our kids get everything that they can. And I'm, I'm right there in that, in that way. I've had four kids go through Avon high school. So I know, you know, you go to bat for your kids because that's what you want to do. You want them to be successful, but sometimes they really need to learn and have a mistake happen so they can experience it versus mom and dad preventing everything from happening for them. Yeah. You're definitely going to learn from your mistakes and failures more than you're going to learn from successes. And, you know, going back to what um, Elliot was saying, you know, I mean, students, you know, coming to us and getting a perspective or, you know, some information or maybe, you know, us asking questions about have you thought about it this way. I mean, it, it stinks to hear something that you don't necessarily want to hear, but I think it's important to hear those things as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like he was saying, if you're going to just go to a friend who thinks the same as you, well, then, I mean, you're only going to see it from that perspective. Whereas if you go to someone who has a little bit of like a step back from the situation and can kind of see without any bias or with a little bit of clarity, that's when you can actually make good decisions um, and be able to make one that's going to be best for you, even if it means, you know, you're hearing things you don't want to hear. And I think, you know, students 
kind of, I wouldn't say that they shut down, but it's like they don't want to hear it. But at the same time, you kind of need to hear it for sure. And we probably have students that are not sharing at all because a lot of our students live a different background, uh, have a different lifestyle at home than here. A lot of our students are not from Avon. Avon Way is awesome. <laughs> I tell the kids, if you were here since kindergarten, this would be an easier process for, for you. But some students are coming from a predominantly black school to a school that is changing very dr- dramatically uh, within the population. But majority of the teachers do not look like them. And so some of our students are feeling a double effect. They're feeling the issues with classmates, but also feeling like they're not really um, understood for who they are and so that's just some of the things I, I would like us to continue to work on um, as I shared earlier about history black history is every day so then why isn't it added more into our curriculum so that we can learn about um, the mistakes that we've made and um, students see themselves in the book more so that you know we can all continue to grow together and um, again at the end of the day uh, african-american or white America, we're, we're all Americans. And so, um, yep. We just gotta, gotta figure out how to get along sometimes. Exactly. And sometimes <laughs> it's, sometimes it feels like it's two steps forward and three steps back, yeah, or sometimes yeah. it feels like you make a lot of progress and then it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you get a little bit of pushback and, you know, there's some setbacks within trying to create an environment where diversity, you know, can thrive. Sure. Yeah, I, I I think training is a. I mean, all of us did our training. Um, I I went to DePaul University in in Chicago, and I thought they were going to send me to the suburbs for my intern, and they sure enough sent me to one of the roughest places in the city. <laughs> and I just I, I was at a ninety nine percent Puerto Rican high school. Who who could ever say that they taught at a three thousand population student of of ninety nine percent Puerto Rican high schools? And it was. Um, awesome to see what I saw because then I can take that and and work anywhere you know and so a word I would take away from here um, for everyone listening is restorative justice something that when I was at DePaul and at at that Puerto Rican high school they really uh, the the word restorative justice really focuses on on taking people that have went through something and people recognize that apologize for it and figure out how can we move forward together and, and just seeing the the police officers and the um, some of the businesses come in and sit down with parents and hear some of the stories and how um, you know what I shared with my past um, and then working together to say hey I know that pain is there but you know what we're here together to work through it um, I think that's what history um, is is really for is for us to look back and see the mistakes we made and to really look in the um, future how we can make it better so yeah great absolutely well um thank you mr goings for being here with us today on our podcast embracing diversity and for all of us here at guidance unscripted we are avon we are one